Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, ambrosia. Today is Thursday, February 17th, one day from deadline. Not that we're counting. Okay, we're totally counting. Uh, yeah. Getting there on Grey Magic, I've got um, about 5,500 words to go. I passed 100,000 words yesterday. Um, yeah, and so like I'm down to the last couple of chapters and we'll see how they go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did get over 3,000 words on it yesterday and I hope to get at least that many today so that I can have wind it up tomorrow and have a little bit of time to revise before I send it off. Um, I only have to revise, I'm guessing. Well, let's see. That's, that's how much it will, it is at this moment. Um, I know a lot of you don't know word count. You know, a lot of authors, we work by word count because it depends. Uh, you know, people will ask me how many pages is that? And so I work in word and I use like standard one inch margins, 12 point times new Roman double spaced industry standards. People will try to argue with me that those shouldn't be industry standards. And it's one of those things like, okay, yeah. And, um, there are a lot of things in this world that necessarily shouldn't be, but are. So that's still industry standard. That's how I turn in all of my manuscripts. Um, so that's 370 pages. And I am guessing that I will have in the neighborhood of 400 pages total when I'm done. So that means that I could go back over I mean, do we know? I guess we can see. It's guessing what it would cut. It also depends on how much white space is on the page, right? How much dialogue there is, or as opposed to like really dense paragraphs. That's why page count isn't a really great mark uh, for progress. Although readers, of course, use that. Uh, so I'm going to have something like 57 pages to go over. Although that's probably not accurate because I have, um, I've been going over them so far as I've been working. Yesterday I had three lattes. <laughs> I'm cranking it. So, um, yeah, I could tell I'm tired. I'm getting mentally tired, but this is a push. But then once I get this done, turned in by about midday my time. Uh, then I'm going to do a little bit of cleanup around the house where things have been falling apart. And then Dorinda Jones arrives tomorrow evening in the flesh. She's going to spend the night. And then on Saturday, we will do our panel for at Beastly Books. That's in the show notes. She, Emily Ma, and I will be in person at the Jean Cocteau Theater and it'll be streamed, I think live streamed, and uh, some other people joining us via Zoom. Zoom. 
Yeah. I was just thinking about something else, but I, I won't talk about it yet. I'll talk about it next week. And then we will, then Dorinda and I are going to have a nice lunch. She's vegetarian these days. So we're going to um, Sweetwater Kitchen here in Santa Fe, which is great, has great vegetarian choices. And then we're going out to Melinda Snodgrass's house to learn about plot breaking. Very interested to learn her technique. So it will be um, a convivial weekend. Once I set this book aside, then I will be able to just sort of enjoy company and people's. And then Sunday morning, I fly to Los Angeles, where I'm going to meet up with a bunch of the CIFWA people who are working on the Nebula Conference. We're going to do our site walkthrough. And I will be there Monday and Tuesday, coming home Tuesday evening. So we'll see about podcast on Monday and Tuesday. I um, I might see if people want to, some of the people who are there want to come on the podcast with me. I might not do it. We'll see. Because this is also going to be a little bit of a mini break for me. So I'm going to set the, all those things aside and kind of... Um, Try to kick back and rest my poor strained brains. So then, yeah, I get home Tuesday night. And the plan is then to... Who knows? Oh, we have to find the correct date. So then I should have copy edits back for Wednesday. So I'm going to do copy edits on Wednesday, which will really only take me a couple of hours. So that should be a good um, drained brain activity for me. And then upload on Thursday. So I do have some time. I mean, I just have to have it uploaded by like 5 p.m. on Thursday. So I'll have time if I want to do another full read through, I could. And then, although I already have several things stacked up for the plane, people have been asking me for various things um, that I promised to do. And so I may work on some of those things on the plane or at the hotel and yeah, and then we'll see on Thursday and Friday. We'll see how perky I am. I am. I might start Storm Princess. I might just wait until the following week. And then release day is the following Monday, on Monday the 28th. And I don't know if I mentioned here, but I have officially surpassed the pre-orders for Bright Familiar. Thank you very much. Yeah, I have more pre-orders for Grey Magic than for Bright Familiar, which I think is a testimony to the the building interest in the series. Um, it's really gratifying. It's just fantastic, folks. I, I appreciate all the support. And I have to tell you guys this really cool thing. Uh, so there was someone who was in town a little while ago, and he bought a copy of Dark Wizard in print for Be from Beastly Books. And it was one of those things where I think he bought it to be nice. He did it to be nice to me. He did it to support Beastly Books. Um, he is, uh, you know, a guy who's really heavily into finance, um, like runs a hedge fund and this sort of thing. And I really didn't expect him to actually read the book, you know, because you know, you do these things. You do these things to be nice. Sent me an email, you guys. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know if he'd want me to. But listen to this email he sent me yesterday. Um, you know, nice things. Nice to meet you in Santa Fe. Thank you for being so welcoming. I at last had time to read Dark Wizard over the weekend, and I was so impressed. 
It's totally not my subgenre and would never consider reading the book if someone gave me a plot summary. But it is so well executed and such a page turner. I was really sucked in. And despite myself, I want to read the rest of the trilogy. What really amazes me is that you have such an extensive bibliography. You must be writing very fast, but the quality is so high. No idea how you do it. Isn't that nice? It's, I'm just... Uh, just thrilled. I mean, it's, it's so wonderful to hear something like that. I, you know, love all of my readers and all of you guys are so awesome, but winning over someone for whom this is not their genre is, um, is there a better feeling? I don't know. And such high praise. So one of the, and, and I did answer him and this isn't something I talk about extensively maybe not all the time um i did share some stuff with him and i don't know maybe i do talk about it more than i think i do but i kind of hesitate to go there because it sounds kind of woo woo um but <laughs> i mean first of all I'm sorry, I should clarify that I'm talking about how do I write fast? And of course, I don't write as fast as I want to. You guys hear me bemoaning that things aren't going as fast as I want them to go. Especially right now as I'm like brain drained on finishing this book. What? I don't know why I have to go into the, the high whiny voice when I say that. So... Writing fast and producing quality. I think the first thing is, is that you have to decouple the idea that working slowly produces higher quality. And this is something I've talked about a whole lot. Uh, this is really ingrained in us. I think it gets ingrained in us in school. Uh, the idea that you must slow down, that you must be working very slowly in order to produce high quality is just really pounded in us over and over again. Um, you know, like they tell us that on taking tests, you know, slow down, you know, and give yourself time to think and go back over it. Um, all of these kinds of things. Uh, I, I have a lot of complicated ideas about this. I wanted to mention sort of as a sideline here that we watched Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson and enjoyed it. It was very cute. Uh, my nail tech yesterday, I got my nails done yesterday, very important. At least it was relaxing. Um, my nail tech yesterday said that uh, she liked it okay, but she thought that Jennifer Lopez just played herself. She thought Owen Wilson was great, but that Jennifer Lopez was basically Jennifer Lopez. And I was like, yes, but you know, isn't she always? <laughs> I mean, it's basically who she is. Um, but there's this line in the movie that comes around because Owen Wilson is a math teacher. And he says, if you sit with the problem, the answer will come to you. And so, so there's part of this, this idea of slowing down that you give yourself time to think about it. Um, and I don't think that it's necessarily true. In fact, I think it's often not true 
that this idea that slower work produces higher quality. Certainly, we're all familiar with the idea that if you rush through something, you are more likely to make mistakes. And so I think that this is sort of developed as the the opposite face of that. If rushing causes mistakes, therefore not rushing will eliminate mistakes. Is that actually true though? Because there's something else going on here, especially when we talk about problem solving and creative work, is that our brains don't necessarily work slowly. So if you're really wedded to the idea of, you know, we're basically biological machines, um, you know, and so all the wet work up here is what's doing the work, then sure. Um, you can still look at it this way because uh, the way that neurons fire, the, the movement of electrical activity through the brain is incredibly fast. Thought is incredibly fast. Um, you know, we could think about this in terms of, um, you know, like, is thought faster than the speed of light? And I think arguably it is, right? I don't know why I have to mess with my hair and scratch my head while I'm thinking, but it, it helps with that biological wet work in there. Um, but then there's something else involved. And this is where I get into the woo-woo thing is that I very much believe in the creative subconscious. And I know I've talked about that because I have that as part of like my author coaching and mastermind stuff. And I, you know, productive, um, creative, I always forget, do I do, um, yeah, productive creativity. And I very much believe in accessing the subconscious that stories come from, from a place that is beyond conscious thought, however you want to think about it. You know, if it's, um, you know, another world or, who knows? We don't really know, right? And in many ways, I don't think it matters. The thing is, is that our creative subconscious offers us this incredible wealth of um, storytelling, of problem solving, for all kinds of things that we don't have to plod through in a conscious way. In fact, the more that you can remove that conscious control, the more you can get that subconscious to flow. So in a way, this still fits with the line that um, Owen Wilson used. And I guess this came from a comic that was discovered at San Diego Comic-Con on a table, which is really fantastic that that's where the story came from. Uh, I saw it on Twitter and somebody was like, this is your reminder to finish your comic or your story or whatever, because... Here it was like on a table at San Diego Comic-Con in 2019. I was there. I didn't see the comic, but somebody picked it up um, and then it became this movie. Very cool. That's kind of trusting in the serendipity of the universe too. There are these things that move beyond what we can control and understand, um, but they work in our favor. This, this is like Taoism. This is like the flow of the Tao, right? So... The more you can get out of your own way, the more that this can work for you. And so this is how Owen Wilson's line has the other meaning. If you sit with the problem, the answer will come to you. You're not sitting there with your brows furrowed, 
demanding, you know, trying to calculate, doing the calculation in your head or something like that, you allow it to come to you. And that's much like storytelling. And this is why, you know, if we go back to talking about learning in school, about taking exams and so forth, working your way methodically through the exam might work for some people, know what your process is and own it, right? But for many people, if you are in tune with yourself, if your mind is clear and you're going through an exam, you can look at a problem and the answer will come to you. And for me, I I learned to never go back over the exam because if I went back over and changed the answer, I would inevitably change it wrong. It was second guessing myself is just like always bad. I, and I've learned this about myself. Know what your process is, right? Um, a lot of writers talk about that when they get stuck, when they slow down, um, when the story isn't working, that they know that they've made a mistake. And that means that they need to go back, that they've gone down a blind alley and they need to go back and figure it out. Um, for me, it means that I need to peck away and keep going because if I change my mind, if I go back that second guessing myself, and I know for me that second guessing myself is always wrong. So for me, the ideal is to get that creative flow. And, and I spent, and this is sort of the part that I don't always talk about, but um, I may have mentioned from time to time that I spent a lot of years doing martial arts, um, like more than 15 years doing Kung Fu, um, Tai Chi, Bagua, Xing Yi, various martial arts forms, <clears throat> various kinds of meditation. And I did a lot of work to kind of clear the garbage out of my mind um, and be able to sort of sit with myself in silence to eliminate all of the distractions and overthinking to get out of my own way. That was something we talked about a whole lot, getting out of your own way. And so I think that's part of why I can do what I can do. And it, and David has said it because um, we did that together. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're just really good at clearing everything out. It's sort of like having that nice open pipe with all of the garbage gone and just letting that story flow in. And I don't no matter how I talk about it here, it probably sounds like I'm laboring over it, but ideally I get to the point where it just comes and I just type what comes in. Uh, when I get to the point where I'm really, really thinking about it, that's when I slow down and I think I, I get in the way of the story. So uh, that wasn't necessarily what I had started out talking about today or planned to talk about today, but I won't get my own way. Um, same as here on the podcast. Um, yeah, so wish me luck. I'll be back here tomorrow morning, hopefully feeling good about things. And, uh, yeah, you guys all have a wonderful Thursday. Good luck, um, doing whatever it is you need to do. Uh, take some time to, to clear your mind and just silence all the distractions. You all take care. Bye-bye.